calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I just forgot how to scout. I was going to go beep up, but up, but up. That's kind of that is scat. I think we've started. I yeah, we've we started. We are starting with the scat. Uh, it is Simon and the JJs of the <laughs> scat troop. Joe and Jesse with me this week. How is it going? That was actually quite good. I was expecting a much worse <laughs> yeah. improv name from that, but that's like, true. Cardi and the JJs does actually <laughs> sound like a scat group. Let's get it going. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, how how are you? I'm <laughs> I am so warm, and yeah. I think both of you are going to start seeing me visibly <laughs> smelt. Like it's going to be in an hour's time. I'm going to be like wiping <laughs> away. It's going to be disgusting. It's humid. It's too humid. It, it, it's, it's it's a bit yeah, yeah, a bit muggy, isn't it? That's the term I'd use. A bit muggy. I, I like had I'm my in... strategic desk fan on before the podcast began, yeah, and now it's off. So I'm just counting down to mm-hmm. the sweat. Prop- you have to keep the windows closed. Don't want any of that bird noise or yeah. wind, no, God forbid. little look into my life here. Outside my window, it's usually quiet, except when my favourite Chinese in the world, which is around the corner of my house, <laughs> has their extractor fan on, and it sounds oh. like a thousand bees. It's, it's that loud. It's so loud. It's like... And you do you, don't, do you <laughs> smell it? And then it just... Yes, I can, and it's really bad for me, because every time I smell <laughs> I'm like, I'm going round Oh. <laughs> Wait, bleep out the name of it. I don't want people knowing where I live. <laughs> Just say uh, Subway done. instead in a really monotone way. Can, can, yeah. Genuinely, can we bleep that out? Yeah, I'm no, not, we will be. I refuse to dox myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there might be multiple in the world. Who knows? Um, you mean one of these? Oh, there, that's there we go. Quite good. There you go. That is if a you bit. You can have that on standby. It's kind yeah. of what it sounds like outside my house right now. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about some games? Yeah, uh, I love games. We are over the E3 hump. Uh, good. Yeah, it's, it's you know can relax a little bit. I mean, I'm about to ra- relax. I don't know about you guys. It still feels very busy. Mm. But um, what's well, because it's, yeah. it's not over. The summer of gaming. It's not over. Never ends. It's never over. Friend. And IGN wills it so. 
Exactly. Uh, but at least we've had time to actually play some games for a change rather than just look at them being presented mm-hmm. to us, which is nice. Uh, we're going to just, this is what this podcast kind of is. We haven't got, I suppose, well, I reviewed Mario, but that's kind of a kind of a big deal. But the rest of it is kind of just like little little bits and bobs we're going to get through. Uh, and we'll have an endless search, two weeks about the endless search, which I'm sure a lot of people did enjoy. But I'm sorry, it's now back. I love so it. So there we go. Exactly, I love it. It's a bit of fun for us, you know. Yeah, let, let's have some fun. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just go straight into Mario Golf, mm-hmm. which I reviewed, and contrary to popular opinion, I don't hate. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I, I do actually like this game. I gave it a six out of ten, which means it's okay. Uh, I'm not normally someone who gets ruffled like when I do reviews by like yeah. people's like, you know. Come back to it. it. Stupidity. People's stupidity. Is stupidity. Fine. <laughs> but like, I saw two posts yesterday, which I just had to like, kind of do like a subtweet of. It's like, you know, normally when a game comes out, people do all the scores. It's like, here's the roundup, like eight from, I don't know, Eurogamer, seven from GameSpot, and then yeah, like yeah. six. And then they had like all the three star reviews. There was like three or four three star out of five reviews. And then they were like at the bottom. And then lowest of all, IGN, six out of 10. Three out of five and six out of ten is the exact same thing. <laughs> Use your brains. <laughs> um, anyway, vented that out of the way. It's an okay game, which is what six out of ten means on our scale, which means yeah. it's still fun. You can have fun with this game. It's just not what I wanted it to be, and it's just underwhelming, and it's sad because there are very few things in this world that give me as much joy as like an arcade golf game, yeah. <laughs> especially Mario Golf. I, uh, uh, I Sorry, I just... I want a little peek behind the cur- curtain for for <laughs> listeners. Uh, Cardi's done three podcasts in three days, and he's talked about Mario Golf on all of them. And I really feel like this is the one where his, his anger about it is coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to see me, I was on Kind of Funny Gamecast on Wednesday. That was a laugh. Fun time with the lads. Uh, last last night, NBC also fun time. But first time on NBC, you know, I want I wanted to be professional. Wanted to give my opinion again. Okay. This one. I'm just letting go. Is this Don't not, start is, sorry, is this not a fun time with the lads? Oh, yeah, it is, but it's also letting go. Letting go you know. with the lads. That's what exactly. you want. <laughs> letting loose, getting loose. This is, this is lovely. It's Friday afternoon. I'm letting loose. IGN um, UK podcast. It's just lads letting loose. <laughs> it works. Um, I really like yeah. it. <laughs> the thing is, Mario Golf, I feel like you can come at this game in two different ways. And the way I came at it is I've always played Mario Golf as a single player game. Mm. Like I've always okay. played it by myself on whether it's the NES or the Game Boy Advance or the GameCube. Like I played those and they all like apart from the NES because you know there wasn't a lot of content in that. But like Advance Tour and the Game Boy Advance, I remember really enjoying that single player mm. mode, like the mini RPG it has in it. And this was kind of what maybe foolishly I was expecting from Mario Golf Super mm. Rush, and it's not what you get. It's much more akin to Mario Tennis Aces from, like, three years ago, which I thought was a big, underwhelming event. Well, yeah. so. this is the thing. With the recent Camelot sports mm-hmm. games, I feel like what, they've, what they're prioritising, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, and I think the people who like the game more than you have brought this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, I... From from the little I know of Mario Golf, I definitely err towards your side of things, Cardi, because I like the bombast and the madness of those games. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Tennis Aces and this seem to have in common the idea that they've really focused in on like basic how the thing feels, how the thing plays yeah. in a very like moment to moment way, and how mm-hmm. that will work online. 
And I think that comes at the cost of a better single-player experience. Like, a lot of people I know really like Tennis Aces as an online game because they just go Mm -hmm. on and they can master all those mechanics and it feels like a real competitive Mm -hmm. game. Whereas I played Tennis Aces hoping for a silly tennis game I could play on the train. And Mm. that's what I wanted out of this in its adventure mode as well. And it sounds like that's not what we've got. Yeah. yeah, the the adventure mode is what three to four hours. I think it's there's not a lot to it. It's just it's just not great. It feels a bit half baked, a bit empty. Like it starts off quite easy, and then you're just doing these odd like boss battles. Which in the trailers I thought, okay, maybe I'll get like an RPG sort of like Pokemon thing to this. And it kind of starts that way, but just kind of tails off disappointingly. Like the adventure mode is there. It is only a little bit of the game, but to me, it was a bit of the game I was really looking forward to, mm. which is yeah. why I'm disappointed by that online you will have fun like if you're there to play mario golf like with three friends you will have a good time i don't know for how long because there are only six courses that's mad the courses are fine like that is two less than the n64 version had which i know they said they're adding more in future but i can't review a game based on what it they said it will be Mm. yeah i can only based on what it is now and the courses are fine. They're not the most exciting. Do you remember? Was it the last one? Was it World Tour that had like underwater courses and stuff like that? Like they really yeah. experimented. What console was that on? Well, that would have been the 3DS. Wii. Yeah. No, oh, 3... right. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's like, I don't know. I just want, I just wanted more from it. It's still at its core, a fundamentally fun Mario Golf game because you can't go too far wrong on that core mechanic of mario golf just feeling good and being simple and yeah. a game that anyone can enjoy really but at the same time like they have stripped back stuff from previous editions like i said this a few times like, i wanted this to almost be like the mario like dream world this is why i wanted like the mario kart 8 version of mario golf where it's like this is the ultimate version of mario golf we're getting like all the courses back we're gonna yeah like have a great single player mode whereas yeah it's much more like tennis aces it's quite empty Online, like I said, you can play with up to three friends, so you can play four player. But locally, you can only play two player, which is mad. You can't play four player local. Mm. Um, and there's no online tournaments, which the last Mario Golf had, which was like hundred people go in and you just against people in the world. and like the kind of like joy of getting top three in those was amazing. Whereas in this, there's just nothing like that yet. I don't know if there's plans to add that. But yeah, there's nothing like that yet. I, I feel like with the past, like maybe start from like the wii u 3ds generation Mm. of like nintendo sport games and stuff like that you've kind of had to like put down your expectations because i'm I'm just thinking of like you know super mario party like Mm -hmm. that had like what four boards or something like that i think that it barely had any content to it really and it never really got any updates and now they've announced a new game and just kind of left that to die um and it's it's just mad because you're paying that they have just added an online mode to it but like Mm this far after it came out exactly. which is yeah, so I know. weird like it's like, such I've a seen bizarre the argument, like some people being annoyed that that new mario party game isn't just 20 pound dlc for the for yeah. the one they released a year ago like i know they've got to make money but come on guys uh but yeah the big hook to super rush is the speed golf mode that's why it's called super rush and yeah that can be very fun like it adds mario kart elements to mario golf like instead of just taking your shot and then magically teleporting to where the ball is, you actually have to run in between those two shots and use your special dashes to like knock people aside and gather coins, which boosts your special shot meter, which they have some cool effects. Like like Luigi's, for example, can just turn a radius around the ball to like 
ice and it makes it all harder for opponents to part on, but it doesn't affect your ball, stuff like that. Like speed golf is fun, but it's just at the same time, I was just like, there's only six courses for me to do this on. They're quite similar. Do, do they have like environmental hazards or like, are they just all green? D- like a lot of them, the, couple, the first two are green and then they, like they will have bunkers and water like you'd expect from golf. Like a couple of them have Mario-esque kind of hazards in the way, but they're not, they're pretty easy to avoid. It's not like, they're not like madly designed courses with like loads of Mario, like water yeah. pipes going on and stuff like that, which I just, I, I just wanted more. That's the thing. I think it's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's fun enough, but I didn't want just fun enough. I wanted something I'd play for like months on end, whereas yeah. I've had it for what, a week, week and a half. And I'm kind of already like, unless I had like, unless us two and someone else was like, let's play Mario golf. Like, all the time like unless you have three friends you can play mario golf with all the time yeah i don't know like matchmaking with random people like i'm not getting that same amount of pleasure like being on voice chat and like if you're trying to sink a 10-year putt and i'm like oh don't miss it don't miss it don't miss it like you know but any yeah, game yeah. played with friends is more fun isn't it but yeah it's just it's okay that's the thing it's fine i just for a full price game i'm like is that from the way i come at this game as a single player experience after eight to ten hours, I was like, I feel like I've seen everything this game has to yeah. offer. Which, if you like Mario Golf and you're looking to play with friends, I'd still recommend this game to play. But if you're someone like me who just wants to play it by themselves in bed, it's not, you know, you'd have to play it in bed. You know, you'd have to play it by yourself in bed. I don't care what you do with the you game. You don't have to play in bed. <laughs> um, exactly. I also, just to follow on from what you've just said, I really want to start sending you messages on WhatsApp out of hours <laughs> saying, let's play Mario Golf all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, And even like, yeah, I said local, like you can't play up to four. Like, It's not even like you could, if you're in a house of like four, you can't just buy it once between you and all play. Like, Wait, is there no local co-op? There's local, but I believe, let me make sure I'm not 100% wrong on this. I'm pretty sure it's only up to two-player local, not four. Right, okay. Um, where it's four-player online. It's mad that I you can't even just like, I don't want to be wrong on that. I don't yeah. want to be wrong on that. That may be wrong. Uh, I don't have time to check it, though. So just discount that disclaimer. I didn't put it in my review, so I can't, you know, can't be officially wrong. No, I can enough. be wrong here, though. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't know if you guys have any questions about it. It's just, I was just, dis- I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that's how I felt with a lot of these, particularly Camelot stuff in recent years. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of World Tour either. Um, mm-hmm. Like, just let Camelot make Shining Force or Golden Sun again. They clearly just want to make cool tactical RPGs. Let them do it. <laughs> well, they haven't done it here. I, I can tell you that. Uh, Shame. Uh, it is weird, like, the RPG, I call it an RPG, it's in no way an RPG. It's, a, it's called Adventure Mode, like... There's like, at first you're like, oh, you're in this like little golf club. It starts like Pokemon, like Birdo's your mum, basically. And like, you walk around <laughs> this little like golf club and there's loads of people to talk to, but they have nothing to say. It's just things like, little tip for you, you know, hit the ball harder and it'll go further. It's like, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Goomba number one. Can, like, can you play with motion controls? You can. I very briefly tried them. They're not, they're fine. Again, they're, they're not fantastic. You're not getting a Wii Golf thing out of this. Yeah, like, yeah. Fair enough. I want to play Mario Golf the traditional way, which is, you know, the two to three button press of A or B. And like, you're there. You're on the green. You're sinking birdies. That's what I love to do. Yeah. And I had a nice time. I had a nice time doing it. Just not as, a, you know, just not enough. Not yeah. enough of a good time. Fair enough. Mm. 
maybe further down the line they'll add some courses. Like if this ever gets up to like ten, twelve courses that you can play with friends online, like you can keep it varied enough. But I think like if we were to play this as a four, like say we got someone else, like we'd play it for one night for like two or three hours, have a great time, maybe have another night where we're like, Oh, let's do it again and then after a few days we'd be like should we do the same course again? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, you just have to wait like Super Mario Pie, just three or four years for DLC to drop and then you're, you're gold. Or, or it might not drop, you know, this yeah. it is. But I hope, like, because, yeah, I think it was in there. Was it in their E3 show where they showed Mario Golf? They were like, they showed a new Donk City map. And I was like, oh, I can't wait oh, to play that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that was DLC. I thought that was in the game to start with. So I was disappointed when I never saw that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well. That sucks. Always next time. Uh, but yeah. If you're, like I said, it's not a bad game. If you're looking, if like you and some friends have been looking forward to playing this game together, I'd, you know, I'd still recommend getting it. You can have a nice time, but just don't expect too much from the adventure mode because it's not really, it's not really much to shout about at all. Mm. Uh, there we go. Uh, this is just kind of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. So I'm just going to talk about what else I've been playing and then we'll move on to someone else. Um, it's the Euros. We all know it's the Euros. And I've been playing far too much FIFA. I think I tweeted about six months ago, like moaning about Ultimate Team, being like, unless you spend a thousand hours in this or a thousand pounds, you're getting nowhere and it's a waste of time. Well, I think I've now spent about 400 hours playing FIFA this year, which is the most I've played FIFA in a good few years. Mm. Like the last two or three FIFAs, I normally play it for what, 50 hours around review time. And then I'm kind of done for the year. But this year, I don't know why. Ultimate Team got into me. And it is kind of the devil's work, mm. this game. Don't get me wrong. I, I do not advocate the pricing and the loot box nature of this game because it is it is, is arguably evil. Although, did you see what they did this week with the preview packs? Yeah, they put in loot certain packs where you can see what you're going to get and reject yeah. it. Well, it is all packs at the moment, just during this like but festival they, football but that's event. It. They've said, yeah. right now it's all packs, and in future, yes. there'll just be some packs. I'm no, I, I'm sure it's a test to see how much money they still made out of it, because it kind of works twofold. You can see what's in it, so it's not necessarily a gamble. Then you choose to buy it after you know what's in it, which kind of works both ways, because it means people that would normally just buy them blind might not buy the ones anymore, might not buy them because they don't like what they've seen in them. But it also kind of gives that incentive for people who never buy loot, uh, buy packs like me. I'm still previewing them all. And mm. say there is one for like £10 where I'm like, that's a really, like there's two really good cards there. I'm like almost tempted to do it where I, I would never spend any money normally. It is still in its own way evil. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's evil, the th- but they're kind of trying to circumvent that gambling, aren't they, by telling you what's in there. I know Do you it's- have, like, different tiers of the same player? Because I've never, obviously, played There's, FIFA. Yeah, I know it's, anything it's about it. so complicated. It's ridiculous. There's, like, yeah. eight, eight different types of some players. and I, That's I, mad. I simply cannot be asked with Ultimate Team. Like, yeah. every year, I give it, I genuinely give it a kind of an early go, and I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? This is the year I might spend a bit of time in this mode. Because... I love when they first started doing Ultimate Team. I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit!" They've turned like deck building, Magic the Gathering type stuff into football. Like that is That's so good. Two really different sides of my interests in one place. Yeah. Uh, and I often think the only people who are having the experience I dream of with that are people working at FIFA who get infinite coins. 
Like they're the, they're the only people who could possibly be having the experience I want to have in Ultimate yeah. Team, which is or, or football YouTubers who have infinite amounts yeah, of money to like, spend, like <laughs> literally investment. That's it. I'm happy to like. I would be happy to play a mode, and I know this will never happen, and it's useless to talk about it. But I would happily play a mode like this where they gave you a random. You did randomized deck building where you earned stuff as you went through and all mm. that. But I'm never going to fucking pay for it. And the way it exactly. stops you in your tracks so often, like the lone stuff and all that. Where, where's the football, awesome. like, deck building roguelike? Where's Slay the Spire, but with football? <laughs> I honestly I think want. Pez... I know Pez has to follow in FIFA's tracks with this mm. stuff. But I honestly yeah. think if they did Ultimate Team but didn't charge any money for it and made it an actual good, like, deck building mode, yeah. I think I would buy that game for that Are people mode. able to make money out of Ultimate Team? Like, can you no. sell... Well, not unless you're, like, a content creator, you... Oh, okay. makes money from there, like, I mean, there's no you, way to make money you illegally well, can um yeah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, within the game there isn't unless you're a professional player you enter tournaments like it's just like any other game you're, you're right, gambling okay. to get better players i do have an absolutely absurd team at the moment though i've, I've got very lucky i i got pele i got lota mateus i got paolo maldini that is a that is a spine to a team i'm sure you're familiar with all of those jesse you're looking very um I know the first guy you mentioned. Pele. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope you know who Pele. <laughs> like, I feel, feel like he has transcended the sport. But yeah. Didn't he appear Pele. at E3 at one I think point? He, he probably did to announce a FIFA about a few years ago, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, back Sunday when he did. was turning his hair into diamonds, which is a real thing and he what? did. Yep. And, so, and making Viagra, <laughs> yeah. whatever he was doing. He, yeah. he didn't Footballers make it. are cool people. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Just thought. Yeah, the preview. I thought it was an interesting thing they're doing with FIFA. Not that I think it makes it any less egregious in necessarily. A, in a very similar sense, I'm going to go on to loads of other stuff uh, in my yeah, bit. Yeah. But I've been playing only FIFA and Grindstone for months. Uh, I've not had my attention turned by any games until this month for for, for ages. But um, I'm having the same thing as you with Ultimate Team, where I'm playing a very long career mode. I've just won the Bundesliga with Sam Pauli. That's my big oh, achievement. That's a um, satisfying word. It is, and uh, and but just getting that thing where you're like, oh my god, career mode is so bad, <laughs> like it's such yeah. a badly made mode, and yet because it's the only version of it in the world, I will continue to play it year after year. When, and- when was a, a good career mode? Because I'm like, for me, I'm like equating it to like I don't know a WWE game where you know it might be ten years ago you last had like a good manager mode. The or- last time I properly played it was I think my last year of uni, so I would have been like 2013, 2012, 2013. And- yeah. The only reason I really played that as a lot is because me and my housemate would actually play it like together. We'd play all the matches together oh, and make okay. transfer tunes mm. together. Like it was the mode wasn't necessarily great, but yeah. we just played it together as a co op game basically. This is the thing, is like there probably hasn't been an a career mode that right now I would deem good ever. Mm. But <laughs> ten years ago when I was playing Pro Evo and there was only Master League that exactly. was good yeah. for what it was at the time. This mm-hmm. career mode is probably better than what Master League was 10 years ago, but yeah. it hasn't made the steps that it should have done given how wildly big FIFA is and how much yeah. resources are pushed into it. I, know, I love Master League when they'd like regen Maradona in as that a was senior good. and stuff like that. that. Was good. Since, since I don't follow football, I'm just interested mm-hmm. in knowing like what would be a good FIFA or Pez story mode? Like oh. what would that so it's look not, like? It's not a story mode so much because FIFA has done story modes and they weren't good they were funny but they weren't good yeah. um and they've clearly given up on that for now um but 
Hey, really? Hey, you know, like this is the most boring answer you can give. It just should be more like Football Manager. Like, it should be a Football <laughs> Manager where you play the matches. And it's yeah. just so limited in so many ways to the point where, like, its UI isn't good enough. Like, there are really basic, weird choices it makes that make it hard to just get around its menus. Like, it feels badly thought through from a basic level it's, and it's mad how fifa about. haven't like just outright killed football manager by including their own version of it well, in a fo- game the f- football i mean they the prob- kind of they, they kind of yeah. can't in as much as football manager is way too deeply entrenched yeah. in all of its own systems like fifa would have to put so many resources in something that wouldn't make it very much money to get yeah. to the football manager's level so no one would care no. there um, was an ea football manager like 10 15 years ago and i did play a couple of them which was it wasn't really mixing the two but it was kind of trying to be football manager but you'd watch the matches like in they were the fifa, FIFA games engine, yeah. in the fifa engine which oh, so just was like a novel- two ai play against each other basically yeah, which was a novelty back then because football manager still only was a 2d top-down game so you couldn't see 3d games right right but since then like yeah football manager wiped the floor of anything <laughs> they tried but yeah it's it's hard to career mode is is an odd one isn't it because every year i'm like similar to i think i'm like god this is the year i want them to do some career mode but whenever i sit down and think what do i want them to do with career mode i'm like i don't know what they could yeah. realistically do it just needs to be smoother and it just needs to be more yeah. in depth like there should be more interactions and more stuff to mess about with like the gameplay is good enough it's just everything mm-hmm. that surrounds it like these weird cutscenes they've put in the ui the the menus the the like scouting systems are really poor like all the chewy stuff that football manager players love Mm. isn't good enough and so you sit there and you're just like (laughs) oh i just wish i was playing i just wish this was like an inch Uh, no actually that's i don't want to say that because they'll do that and then i will be told off for asking for an inch more i just want everything like a level better than it is right now and keep the game exactly as it is like i don't i like for all its faults i like how fifa plays uh i just want everything around that mode to get a boost and get some money put into yeah. it and they never do exactly. it. Mm. We don't normally talk about football games, so let's just briefly talk about one more that kind of stealth released yesterday out of nowhere. What oh, do you mean uh, new football new- game? <laughs> yes, literally called New Football Game. To give it its full title, New Football Game Online Performance Test. <laughs> this is if you haven't heard about this, this is basically PES twenty twenty two. Yeah. Which Konami released on the PSN store. They released on Xbox as well. So it's yeah, it's on X. All, yeah. all Xboxes and all Playstations got it. Overnight. It just stealth launched on the stores as new football game online performance test and said, uh, yeah, download this new football game to test our online capabilities. I don't know. What, what, what did they think good would come out what? of this? So there's, there's <laughs> two sides to this, right? So... To Konami's credit, they are historically have had a lot of problems with online in their mm. games to the point where like PES games would launch and people would, wouldn't be able to play online properly for weeks until they got it right. Yeah. So there will be longtime fans who are like, "Hey, this is great! Like they're actually giving a shit about this experience, which is integral to how the game's played for lots of people, particularly in you know if there are more lockdowns, whatever. You need that stuff mm, yeah. to be good. Yeah. Uh, but but. <laughs> The game they have released as new football game, <laughs> new football game. <laughs> is such a bad advert for what PES 2022 might be yeah. that it feels it, like it's going to work against them. Is it yeah. not just the exact same as the prior game? No. So, like, is it worse? To, to the point where, like, 
this is the foot they've used fox engine for ten, nearly 10 years no I, yeah, maybe yeah. a little less they're switching to unreal for the first time this year okay, so this right, is a right. brand new engine functionally like it looks very similar the ui is very similar but mm-hmm. their promise is that on unreal it's going to be a very different game it's going to look better it's going to do better stuff Okay. But it doesn't feel like it when you play a new <laughs> uh, football game. I, I haven't a chance to play it, but I did watch a match of gameplay that we put up, and my god, did it look slow! It is so slow, uh, but it's to the point where uh, this is the problem. Like, mm. I'm I'm in no way looking at this game and going, "Oh, PES 2022 is going to be bad." It might no. come out amazing, but it's exactly. such a bad advert. Like, it's so <laughs> slow. You can't do one touch passing. That's they don't they don't even have like. A basic football mechanic in the football oh, game. No. Wish I understood what this meant. So oh, it's I just know. Like, there's just bad. It's just there's stuff that you would do automatically as someone who plays football yeah. games that doesn't mm-hmm. work yet. I mean, and so hearing it just a football game bizarre. be slow is like having a tire missing in a Forza game. It doesn't sound right. It's in my really head. weird. Um, no. uh, like the whole experience is very strange. And they were they still haven't. I don't think they've tweeted about it. Like the whole deal is like they <laughs> sent the PR sent a few outlets, including us, like some notes about it and said like, yeah, here's what this is. Mm. But it really feels like they're trying to do a sort of half secret release. Like we want some testers, but is we don't know. They don't want it to be overloaded. I don't know. Like it, I, it's just bizarre. If you saw this on the store and obviously it doesn't say Pez or anything, would <laughs> you know? And it didn't have any Konami, no. anything like. Would you know this is? It'll no. just be some random. It's upload. just a green when you, square, isn't it? Yeah. That says new football game. When you learn, when you load it up, <laughs> if you've ever played a Pez, you'll be like, "Oh, these are the Pez menus." So you'd know oh, okay, that. Right. But if you just scrolled past it, you'd be like, what the "Fuck is new football game?" Like, <laughs> okay. and I did put out a cheeky tweet that said, "I'd like Pez to be called New Football Game from now on." I genuinely still would. I think it's really funny. Fu- it sounds funny like a name. shit rom hack or something <laughs> like that. That's on put together. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, it's not fair to judge the game on this because no. it is. They've already stated it's far improved from what you're playing now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Like, it hasn't even it hasn't even officially been revealed. This is this is <laughs> as the a game. This is the annoying thing. Is like I'm genuinely excited for Pez this year because I want to yeah. see what it looks like in in Unreal Engine. I want to see what Konami can do with something different. I want to see what mm. taking a year off a football game looks like because no one's ever done that. Like, yeah. Well, no, that's absolute bullshit. People have definitely done that. People haven't done that for this entire last console generation. Like, we haven't seen people take some extra time to build something better. And people complain that they don't do that every time. So Konami have a real chance to go, like, this is what it looks like when we give a shit. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And they've just given it a really bad first look. And, Impression, yeah. It's yeah. really... Like, imagine, like... Activision just being like stealth releasing like I don't know a multiplayer map from the new cod and going new shooting game online test <laughs> it's just a map it's, like get people play it's so weird. it just think, seems like on brand for Konami in some way to be yeah. honest like this, it's just the man. worst sign about this to me was so we got the news out really early yesterday morning um because I'm great at my job and uh <laughs> and um I saw people in the comments going like who like proper Pez people had already seen this thing going around, but no one had the information about what it was. And it was to the point where some people in the comments were saying, no, 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 this isn't Pez 2022. This is a stress test for the mobile game. And you're like, oh, if people think that's what this is, then that is how bad an advert you've made for this game. <laughs> yeah, that's dreadful. Are they even making a mobile game? They do. They have a mobile game. That, yeah. that goes oh, okay, this right, isn't right, a right. mobile game. It looks, fu- it looks, that's the thing. It looks all right. Yeah. So, you know, the lines. I'm nice. sure it will be good. It's just a weird strategy, Konami-wide. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Anyway, 
Uh, that's enough football chat for one day, I think. Uh, I'm just going to, let's briefly talk about what else we've been playing. I've been persevering with Mass Effect. I say persevering, that sounds like I'm not enjoying it. I, I, I very much am enjoying it. I need to get, I haven't played it for a week now though, so I'm getting a bit itchy. I might mm. have a big weekend with Thane and the lads because I just got him in my party. Thane's the so. best. Yep. My, I'm currently rolling with Thane and Garrus. They're my, my, my wingmen. I'm having a lovely time. Turns out Mass Effect games are very good. Someone should have told me. Uh, there you go. That's all I have to really say about Mass Effect. Uh, Jesse. Hello. Hello. Have you been doing any games? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, so quite recently, like, I've... Plenty's been going on E3 and otherwise and stuff, and I've just wanted a little bit of a relaxing game to play. And I feel like this kind of just came out of nowhere. I didn't know about this game mm. beforehand, and looking it up, apparently it's been on Apple Arcade for a little while. New football game. Yeah, <laughs> football game. Um, but the game I'm referring to is Lego Builder's Journey, um, and it dropped on Steam and also Nintendo Switch. And if you don't know what it is, it's meant to be a relaxing, atmospheric, like geometric puzzle game. Um, and from what I've played so far, apparently it's only an hour and a bit long, and I've only played about 20 minutes or so, but, you know, it left an impression. Um, It just involved me putting down the most realistic-looking Lego pieces I've ever seen in my life in order to move a character from one point on the Lego build to another, and weirdly enough, it even has... it, it, It has a story, a story with no dialogue, but from what I gathered, like, when you start the game... You're a child who's going on these adventures with, like, your father or your mother. And, like, the first build you have to do is, like, you're building a sandcastle. And then you move on to, like, you know, crossing, like, a little river with your dad or something. And then it goes on to, you know, climbing upwards on a path that's fallen in front of you or whatever. And the gameplay itself isn't too complex or anything. I've heard that the puzzles get complicated as the game goes on, as you'd expect. But I think the main thing to take away is just how relaxing and also very beautiful it is. Just even looking at the gameplay um, I uploaded... And stuff that's only at 1440p and obviously there's youtube compression but just looking at that and you know looking at the raw mm-hmm. gameplay that i have it's like it's mad how real this game looks you could take a snapshot snapshot of it and be like oh that's like taken in a professional studio yeah or something it's if it wasn't bonkers. if it wasn't set on like abstract backgrounds you yeah you could genuinely mistake this for real lego like it's kind of amazing I, so i played the first 10 minutes i played up until like you know, like the title comes up X yeah, minutes yeah, into yeah. the that's, game. That's so. exactly where I stopped. Yeah, so I played up to there this afternoon. And like, it's a mix between, it looks like Cloud Gardens, which is a game I've gone on about a lot, but it's mm. really nice, relaxing, abstract little yeah. locations to mess about in. But it's got like the gameplay of Monument Valley. It's all about getting someone from to somewhere else mm-hmm. by solving tiny puzzles on the way. Right, um, so I've never played those games, but people kept saying like, oh, this is just like Monument Valley. Yeah, um, and it's, it is like Jesse says. I don't have much to add to it. It's just gorgeous. I've seen some people complaining that it's twenty dollars, which does seem like a lot of money for a game. That's yeah, like it's just for an hour. It's not like early or so. access or anything, or they're adding to it. This is well, the game. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're adding to it. Certainly, it's not early access. Um, okay. yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure whether it's being added to or not. But I, yeah, because I know, mean, for fifteen ninety nine or twenty dollars, like for an hour or so of your time, that I mean, if you're like diehard Lego fan, or you have. I don't know, like a an expensive graphics card and you want to see some more ray tracing capabilities out of games. This is a good showcase for that just because of how good it looks. But mm. you could wait for it to be on sale. Like if it was six quid, absolutely go ahead and buy yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's cheaper on the Switch or not, but Probably for that not. much of the price, I, I, I would I'd wait for it to be on sale. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Steam Summer Sale is occurring right now, but it's definitely not on any yeah, sort of discount. Yet. I'll give it a go eventually. It sounds like my sort of... Nice it's lovely. It's really puzzle. 
Yeah, the music is, is absolutely splendid. Uh, what else have you been relaxing with then? Well, <laughs> so after I played a bit of that and stuff, I was looking at my library and I remember back to the, what was it, the Future Showcase mm. during mm-hmm. E3 and stuff. And I was like, forget Lego. I just want to, you know, kill some people online and just, you know, blow shit up. And there was one game that was shown off called Hell Let Loose that was, I think it's been in early access for more than a year yeah. now or so. And it's getting its, it's, getting its full release uh, next month with the inclusion of the Eastern Front. Probably should mention this is a World War II game. It's a multiplayer 50v50, um, like unit-based shooter. And the reason why I wanted to play this, because um, I jumped back into Battlefield recently as well, and I've been playing a bit of COD with a mate. And I'm just, I'm kind of tired of playing multiplayer shooter games where units or squads or teams don't really communicate. Like there is no kind of like chain of command. There's no one really working together. Because you can jump on like Battlefield and, you know, your whole entire team could be comprised of snipers who are just dicking about not really caring for the objective. But unlike Coddle Battlefield, Hell Let Loose is really about teamwork. Even before you get into the game, like before you actually get into the gameplay, you know, you're looking at the like the structure of a match, I guess. And at the top of every team, there's a commander and they're responsible for like coordinating every other unit within the team. And this commander can call in air support, they can call in supplies. And then down from the commander, you have officers, right? So an officer, they're the leaders of each of these player-created units and, you know, when you join one, they'll manage you and your teammates. They'll talk to other commanders and stuff. But when it comes to playing, it is completely bonkers. It's one of the most impressive sounding and looking first-person shooters I've ever played on PC. Like, if you've watched, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan, or you've played Medal of Honor Allied Assault, and you want to kind of recreate the, the chaos from those games, then Hell Let Loose is perfect. Because I think Battlefield is only 64 players. And when you have a multiplayer match that's 100 v I mean, no, just 100 players, right? It's, it's bonkers. Like, take um, Omaha Beach or Utah Beach. These are two separate maps in the game. When you're on the offensive as the Americans and you're on that little tin can ship and you reach the beach and then, you know, like, the, the thing just drops on the ground yeah. and you're hitting the floor, it is crazy because all your teammates are dying. You're trying to sprint across the, like, you know, across horrific. the beach. Yeah. It's, it's really, really <laughs> intense. And unlike Battlefield or COD, you're going to go down in one bullet or if you're lucky, okay. two, you know, like a single M1 Garand shot or Carbina 98K shot and, you know, you're dead. But I think what's great about Hell Let Loose is just how important the individual unit is. So, you know, unlike COD or Battlefield where, you know, you can kind of just customize, you know, your loadout completely and do whatever you want. Um, there's a bunch of different roles, but you can only have one person in each role. So within okay, my so unit... It forces you, yeah. That's good. Yeah, so basically, you know, you have one person anti-tank, you have one person who's a medic, one person who's an engineer and stuff. And just yesterday, I found myself in a small team of tank hunters. And, you know, I was in what's called easy It's what unit. happens. Sometimes you just find yourself in a small team of no, tank hunters. It just ge- happens. It's generally something that you just don't get to see in, like, other, you know, popular first-person mm-hmm. shooters where me and one other unit were, work, like, working together, having our commanders talk to each other and, like, you know, hunt down tanks in this humongous map whilst, you know, another commander is trying to, like, you know, secure a bridge or something like that. And it's just... It is really crazy how intense and just manic the combat mm-hmm. is. And it's not like super realistic or anything. Like you, you have infinite sprint, you can jump around and all sorts, but it just, it like balances that fine line of, you know, being realistic, but still fun to pick up and play. Yeah, I've not played it myself, but I've seen footage of it uh, over the, yeah, like you said, it's been in early access for at least a year or so. And I've seen footage of it over over the months. And yeah, it does look surprisingly good. Like when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, this could be quite janky, but it looks 
nothing yeah it looks, yeah it's it, not janky at all it looks no no genuinely polished. it's like a, it's a complete experience it's got i think eight or nine maps right now and they're really huge mm-hmm. compared to you know other games you might play and stuff and there's only two game modes right now warfare and offensive warfare is like a tug of war and stuff yeah. so the map is split into a bunch of different sectors and whoever controls the majority wins offensive is where one team attacks and you know one team defends it's like what you might have in a battlefront 2 for example but just how crazy it is like those moment to moments like you know you'd watch a battlefield trailer and all those kind of set pieces they're constantly happening throughout a match mm-hmm. of hell let loose and because there's so many players and you know teams are so important like you're not you don't want to play this game without a microphone basically yeah cool i mean it sounds like it will tie people over till battlefield later in the year maybe if they're looking for something like that uh especially if you won that world war Two kick because well there's rumors aren't there the next call of duty might be world war Two. really but, uh, yeah Mm. But uh, yeah, Battlefield is definitely not World War Two. The next one, so, yeah, and Hell Let Loose yeah. is meant to be coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X later this year, and that's what's cool because you don't really get these like realistic PC shooters coming to consoles. Like you're never going to see Squad or I don't know mm-hmm. Rising Storm Two Vietnam come to console. Maybe you will, but Hell Let Loose mm-hmm. is one of the first types of games like that coming to console. Lovely. Why don't you? Why don't you quickly tell us about some more war you've been doing? <laughs> I've just I've really I've really missed like playing games where you can just chat to your teammates and you know hear people on a microphone and just communicate and stuff and you'd uh, love overwatch mate i'll tell you honestly i think if i got into overwatch again (laughs) i'd have to play support so maybe when overwatch 2 comes out i'll get into it a little bit more and have a good team but Mm -hmm. i've been playing the recent uh armor 3 like dlc creator dlc called uh prairie fire um which is set during the vietnam war and again it's just another thing of Armor 3 is one of my favorite, like, military sandbox simulator games. The multiplayer portion to it is fantastic. And, you know, having a server full of, you know, tons of people on a humongous map where, you know, one person is doing recon, someone's in, like, an armor division, another person's, like, dropping supplies off, you know, in a Huey to, like, your troops on the front line. And just all these kind of, you know, military games I play, they require communication. And that's why I like, because I just, I miss the days where I would hop on Xbox 360 and play with my mates over my headset and stuff. Everyone's just in private chats these days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's why me and Joe play so much Warzone, just so mm. we can kind of... Commu- we don't really communicate, do we? We kind of just we talk about other things while we play. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> could, you know, we do communicate. We communicate. Yeah. But yeah. We, we don't necessarily say, you know, 30 yards to your left. You do occasionally, but then we ignore you and you yeah. get really upset with us. Well, only if we're near the end of a game, I want to win it. Normally after, like, the first hour or so, I'm, like, having a good time. Then after an hour or two, if we're not getting any wins, I'm, like, right. Uh, right. Now we're winning. We're going to the warehouse. We're going to hide in it for a bit, okay? We're, not, we're never going to a warehouse, I'll tell you that. Um, there are definitely Joe. some, like, air ch- armchair commandos in these games where they take it way too seriously. Oh, I can imagine. I'm just imagining, uh, I don't know if you've seen Space, Jesse, but I'm just imagining, no. like, Nick Fro- uh, doing the paintball mm. uh well, I'm imagining that is why I'm imagining a lot of people like that. Uh, Joe, Dwayne you've, you've, you've listed a lot of things you've been playing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go yeah, through real do quick. It quickly. Um, Come on. So, like I said, I have been tragically uninspired by games for a little while and only <laughs> played Grindstone and FIFA for about two months. And then I played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I can't remember if I've, to- if I've talked about or not. I don't think you have. Here. I fucking loved that game, and I don't give a shit about Ratchet and Clank. Like, I couldn't care less about that series. Um, Same, but it's it's the second game I've ever platinumed, and it's the second Insomniac game I platinumed. Like those guys just know how to make a world feel really nice to get around. 
mm. and hoover up everything. I love the guns. I love that there are so many guns and that I could just use one for a while and then go, a bit bored of this. Like, I know this is one of those things I say, but it reminds me of Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> you get bored of one thing and there's just a whole fucking smorgasbord of other things to use instead. Um, it is very It's good. so nice. The the upgrade you get where you get rocket boots that let you fly around and essentially mm-hmm. sort of skate across territory. territory I just skate got those. Across landscapes. It's fantastic. It's incredible. It feels yeah. so good to use. And the adaptive triggers make it really nice because you're like having to push one in to get the speed up and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just... It's such a like sumptuous it's just fun. thing. It's like, just very fun. Yeah. It's it's nice to play a current gen game that's not anywhere else, and you just you're seeing the tech being utilized, and yeah. it's like shit, man. These set pieces are wicked. If it, even if it like it helps that it looks that good, but yeah. even if it looked like last gen game, like last gen game, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. I think it's fucking amazing. Like it's just such mm. a nice thing. I really like the story. I really like the Pixariness of it, and that they've gone all in for like characters with sort of emotions that need to be worked out but not overwrought nothing too like grim it just feels like everyone has something they're going to work through and by the end everyone has resolved their issues in their own personal way i just loved it i thought it was so so good um yeah. i agree and like a real feather in the ps5 cap and which i mm. i don't think there's many feather that feathers there yet so it's a good no. one i mean it's pretty much insomniac you got that well miles morales is available on yeah. ps4 isn't it so it's not yeah. even necessarily just I like just Demon Souls Returnals and this. Yeah. To be honest, that's the kind of sticks out of my head. Um, and then I started Resi, uh, which oh. is another series I'm not uh, hugely, I don't hugely care about, uh, mm. and I'm really enjoying that as well. I'm playing it on easy because I just want the story and yeah, like shooting enough. stuff. I want to play it as like yeah. a bad action, like me as a bad action character. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just this morning before our morning meeting, I finished the House Beneviento bit, and I'm glad I played oh. it in the morning. Cool. Um, Did you enjoy it? I mean, I thought it was a really good set piece. Uh, pe- that's the bit people say is like the scariest thing of all time. Yeah, right? it's it's probably like the scariest Resident Evil moment because Resi has never been scary, mm. but it was pretty. It was a nice change yeah. for Resi. I thought it was a honest. really good. Um, like it is funny seeing them just go. So we just put PT in our game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like down to stuff I won't spoil, but there's. Uh, an an element of that thing where you're like, is that literally the model from PT? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like, it's a very good little puzzle. It's a good little area. That was really fun. And like, Castle Dimitrescu was really fun as well in as much as how just amazing that place looked and how well-realized like a castle yeah. was. I thought that was really cool. I'm really enjoying that, having a nice time. Awesome. Uh, and then I'm played... I've played a bit of two Devolver games recently as well. One called Terra Nil. Have you seen Terra Nil? Oh, it's, I'm going to search it right lovely. now. Um, it is a base building, oh, sorry, like a city building game, except you are on a wasteland that has clearly been, or the, the implication I think is it's been destroyed by humans. I have seen this. It's just yeah. gross. And you put down city building stuff to make it nice. And as you build it into nice stuff, uh nature returns and like you get little deer coming across and like you build rivers and it just looks really nice it's got really lovely art style um and then it has this really cool final puzzle twist which is once you've reached the objectives for that area 
you then have to destroy everything you've made except the greenery you've left behind. So all the all the materials you've used, everything you've built has to go away. Um, okay. And so you have to build it all with the knowledge that you're going to have to destroy it at the end. And that becomes harder and harder the fewer things you have on the map left. It's a really smart little puzzle. So it's like small individual, like unique maps for each kind of area. I think so, so I've only played the demo, which has one map, Ah, okay. But that's what it did in that. But I'm assuming mm. it will be harder and harder puzzles to solve in that way yeah. as you go through. And it just looks great. And it's got a really nice soundtrack and it looks, it's just very peaceful. Uh, mm. Fits right in with my current love of like Cloud Garden's Dorf Romantic. Like these quite sort of ecologically focused relaxation games like this one's a bit more tough a bit more like stress thinking in a way but it's not timed there's no like hardship Mm -hmm. to it and you can undo your moves and stuff so that was really cool and i've also played a bit of phantom abyss which just came on to early access which is like some people have called it 3d spelunky it's kind of like um indiana jones in hell um it's you are i've seen bits of this it looks manic yeah you are a you are an adventurer who has to enter a tomb you get a whip and you can travel around using that whip and jumping um the fun twist to it is that everyone who dies in a procedurally generated tomb stays there as a ghost and those ghosts will build up over time until someone completes that tomb at which point it is closed forever so if you're the person who gets the idol out of the tomb and gets out with it you are the only person who will ever have done that. Um, and all those ghosts will be lost, and they act as like increasing <laughs> tutorials as you go through. Um, Is that Chris, set to like a time limit? No, I don't think so. I think it's just like get through, because um, oh, it's quite okay, hard. Right. But yeah, you yeah, can yeah. look really cool doing it. Um, yeah, I really want to play it. I've seen some mad Twitter, t- Twitter clips yeah, going around. It's very good. People just scrambling and, yeah, if, I really want to try that. If you want a sense of what it's like, Christian Donlan from Eurogamer put up a really good piece about it today saying he thinks it's going to be a classic. Um, but he explains nice. it beautifully if you haven't got the sense of what it is. Um, and he talks about like how he kind of interacts with ghosts. Like Some of them he watches and they're just rubbish. And you're like, ooh, you're a bit crap. And then some are amazing. And you're like, wow, I've actually learned a lot from watching your dead yeah, run. You can almost re-watch it like a game show, like Total Wipeout. Yeah. Sounds like you're just... <laughs> you're it's just got a really dead. cool, like... It's got action platformy stuff to it. But it also... It does have a little bit of, like, the performative, you know, mm-hmm. online game type stuff. Um, it's, yeah. it's a really cool thing. And then the final thing I'm playing is, I've been playing is not a game at all. Uh, it is in the NVIDIA Canvas app in beta, which I fucking Woo! love. It is essentially a sketch pad where your sketch gets turned into a uh, re- photorealistic drawing of a landscape. So you sketch on all the colors are different materials. And you just get a square and you're like, I'm going to put some green here for grass. I'm going to put some blue here for sky and a gray here for clouds. And then you turn it, look on the other side of your screen and it looks like fucking constables come and painted something <laughs> in your house. Um, it's amazing. It's genuine. It's, it's one of those things where you kind of, for an idiot like me, it really spells out how good machine learning stuff could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And inevitably, this- someone will use it for evil, and we'll all hate it in a year uh, or well, two. Well, you've already used it for nefarious. Well, someone asked me to draw Twitter. cock and balls, and I did it out of some stone, and it looked really realistic. I, I instinctively did that, and I was like, "No, I shouldn't. I should try and do something worthwhile." Well, 
done. Dinner. It looks it. great. Um, it's probably. Do you need a special? Do you need a special? You graphics have card to have special? an Nvidia RTX graphics card to run mm. it. Because um, mm. I'm a lucky boy. I've got one. Um, Matt Perslow of this parish um, told me why that is. It's not because I was like, well, surely this doesn't take much, very much, like horsepower to run but he yeah. pointed out that it's the ai cores in those graphics cards that enable that to work because it's the ai working to do it um uh. but I, if you've got an rtx graphics card genuinely it will suck up two hours of your time like that you'll just be messing about with it because it is fascinating to see your shite sketches and mine are really shite sketches <laughs> get turned into cool stuff the kind of boring thing I try and do is find, like like you said, like a constable or a turner or something. Recreate and just it. Try and, yeah, try and guess how I could recreate it just with little sketches. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah unfortunately, there's no, um, there's no material yet for a hay wane. So I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> to make my constables. But, uh, do a Picasso or a... They should introduce different, you know, they should introduce cubism. And... We've all seen Picasso's work. He, he's not got shit on this AI. He's rubbish compared to this <laughs> AI. AI officially is better than Pablo <laughs> Picasso. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I reckon Pablo Picasso would also be shit at the endless search. <laughs> I actually agree. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is the endless search? The endless search this week. We've been asking for your entries, and you have obliged us. We've got quite a few good ones in. This week, though, is the turn. Of Dan Heath, who says, Hi all, love the podcast. I've been listening ever since episode one. Jesus. Is that episode one of the podcast or Star Wars episode one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be more did, what, impressive. What came first? Oh, no, episode, Star Wars episode one. There was not a podcast around in 1999, was there? Uh, no, there no were. Cool. It was, a, was there any podcast? It was a gleam in Ricky Gervais's eye before he invented <laughs> the medium. Uh, uh, he's been listening since episode one and has not written in until today. Here's an idea for a new game for the endless search that I stole from a friend. Okay. It's not it's not your idea then, is it? That's fine. Why didn't he email in? Yeah, why, why is your friend not listening? Uh and I'm not hundred percent sure that he didn't steal it from somewhere else. <laughs> right. He could have. The game is called The Rottenest Tomato. What? The game is nice and simple. The Quizmaster, that is me, gives the contestants a particular category. For example, a film starring Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Each player then has to give an example of the film that fits that category that they think will have the lowest tomato I, meter score great. on Rotten Tomatoes. This is such a good idea. I like it. I like it a lot because this has a lot of legs to it. Um, you could do this for games with different sites. There's, there's a lot of variations mm-hmm. here. Uh, I then check to see who got the lowest uh, Rotten Tomato score between you two and you get a point. And you get a bonus point if it's scored b- below 5% on Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes. How many films have point. scored lower than 5%? Well, Don't Look Now because that's cheating. Well, yeah, oh, I thought you like... meant the film Don't Look Now. <laughs> I was like, no, that's quite <laughs> well renowned. No, no. Yeah, that, that should have like 90 plus uh, if it was up to Murray. Uh, anyway, so we, we're trying to find bad films here, guys. That's the key. Uh, BFs. Yeah, exactly. Dan says, thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy it. And for Christ's sake, respect the seat. I think we will enjoy this, Dan. Uh, oh, I basically, you, again, I thought you meant, <laughs> I think we will respect the seat. So, yeah, we will. I've, I've chosen to. Um, I've basically done, Dan sent in five categories. I've kind of mixed and matched, putting a couple of my own ones in there. And so it's, these are a mixture of mine and Dan's categories for you. 
We're going to do five. So there's five points to play for, of course. There's the bonus if you get below 5%. Okay, so your first category is, you've got an option here. I want a film that stars either and or, can have both in, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone. Okay. I want the worst film you can think of starring either of those. Oh, God. Go to Rotten Tomatoes. So, so we can go for any com. of them, right? Any, whatever you think the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score is for an Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone film. We want a bad one. We don't know. We don't want. We don't want any. We don't want any Terminator twos here, lads. That's a poor choice. I'm trying I would to suggest. think. Of... I feel like I watched a shit one recently, but I don't you know if people did. consider it to be shit, and then I'm going to piss people Ooh. off. Don't. Well, sometimes Rotten Tomatoes can be confusing. A confusing place. Um, mm. Both of these actors have some great films, but they also have a lot of bad ones. <laughs> a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Um, I I have one for Arnold. Okay, so Jesse's going first on this one. We'll take turns. Okay. Jesse's going first. What are you going with? Hercules in New York, <laughs> which is his first film. Yeah, that's him and... bodybuilding, isn't it? Yeah. Hercules is that the one in... where he says, "It feels like I'm coming" when he talks about I hope that's doing pump, that's pumping hope iron? Oh, is that pumping iron? <laughs> yeah. But I swear he's okay. dubbed in that one, like. It's something well, shit. It's on Rotten Tomatoes, so at least we've we've got it. Uh, it only had seven critical reviews, apparently. So that's what year was it? Uh, Nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like a million years ago. Oh, are you not uh, telling Joe, us? I need... No, no, no. I need your. I, I'm really you... blanking on it, and I, I'm just going on something that I think was critically reviled at the time, which I'm mm-hmm. going with Jingle All the Way. That is my oh, favourite Christmas film. Turbo Man is the best. <laughs> that is my favourite Christmas film. I can't film. remember I can't which way believe. round it was. Because I get that and Last Action Hero confused. And no, I Last s- Action Hero yeah. for sure did better than Jingle yeah, All the Way. Yeah, and I think Jingle All the Way people well, don't like. I tell you, this is this is interesting. This is interesting. Oh, okay. this is going to be shit. Hercules in New York on the tomato meter, 14%. Oh, that's good. That is that is a low score, which is a good score. Yeah, I feel us. like Jingle All the Way is going to have lower because Jingle- it got reviewed more. Jingle all the way, seventeen oh. percent. I really love Jingle Way. It's not a good film, don't get me wrong, but no, I no, watch no. it every Christmas. Do you? Every yeah, Christmas. it's like a little. I, I did watch for it the last past, Christmas. Like, five years or so. Like it's just funny. There is some funny lines it's in there with elf, the cookies mate. and the balls. No, but it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you can elf considered bad? No, I'm saying yeah, elf's amazing. Yeah. I thought you said it's so bad. I thought you said it's got Sinbad. Sinbad is in it. Yes. <laughs> Sinbad is in it. <laughs> Uh, well, that is one point to Jesse Gomez. Uh, here's your second category. It is films with a colour in the title. Oh, that's not... That's not easy. Okay. Uh, it's Joe to go first. You can, If you've got one quick, you can put the pressure on, so I'm not going to hang around for Jesse. Uh, oh, I've got two in my head, and I can't, I don't, I've never watched either of them, but I think both of them might be bad. Um, <laughs> give me two seconds. It's fine. It's fine. There's lots of, you know, lots of lots oh, of I've films. Got three. Out there. Okay, I'm going to take a punt and say The Grey. The Grey, starring Liam, Liam Neeson, punching wolves with tiny <laughs> shattered uh, wine bottles strapped to his fist. Like uh, that's either a good score because it's like a taken that people weren't expecting to be good, or it's a bad mm-hmm. score because it's shite uh, well, and he punches wolves. Well, well, we'll see. I've got uh, two more Jesse, I want to check afterwards for? as well. Okay. 
I remember watching this with a mate, uh, and it's Red Riding Hood. I think there's two films. It's a live-action oh. horror film, I think. So, wait, what, are you going with Red? Red, Red, Ri- Red Riding Hood, and it's either, it's, it has to have been of between, I think, 2008 or maybe 2012. 2011, the Amanda Seyfried and yeah, Gary yeah, Oldman yeah. film. Okay. Joe, I thought you were going to go for a film you reviewed, the Men in Black <sighs> International. Oh, shit! <laughs> But you didn't do it. You've, you've, oh, you've, you've, that's such a good <laughs> show. I, I was going to go for Red because I thought that got reviewed mm. poorly. Mm. It might have. So, Joe, The Grey has got a 79%. I knew it. I knew it would actually be good. <laughs> I thought it wasn't meant to be very good. But turns out people liked it. Uh, Red Riding Hood, 10%. Oh, so Jesse's that's fucking slamming this game. Seen a lot of bad films, Jesse. I'm not. I watch a lot of YouTubers there. like take the piss out of bad films. I... Uh, but this was not one of can them. We, can we just this. very quickly check fried green tomatoes? I don't think it's going to have lower than 10. Fried green tomatoes. Wait, fried green what? It's, it's, a, it's a film. Yeah. Uh, 74%. Yeah, see, I was fucked on this. What about Red Dawn? <laughs> Isn't people, Red Dawn people good? People liked Red Dawn. I don't know. Are you thinking... Sorry, you think the original or the remake? I don't remember. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they did a Chris Hem- Chris Hemsworth was in a remake in 2012. I swear that's like a favour amongst people who like old action it films. Is. I don't the know. 80s one with Patrick Swayze. I think what uh, we've proved here yeah. is that I would have lost whatever happened. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's okay. We've lost. So it's two 0 to Jesse. Uh, so Joe needs to win all three of these, or maybe get a bonus point with a five a five percent. I don't know. Like we said, don't know how many five percenters there are out there. Okay, the next category I want. I want the second film in a series. That's good. Can be a trilogy, can be a series, can be anything. It was, I think Dan originally said trilogy. I, I broadened it out to series. <laughs> Wicked. Uh, there we go. This may give away my my immediate guess. Um, it's Jesse first. I will. Well, can I? Say can that. I? But can I ask a? Okay, you can ask a clarification question. Actually, no. I will wish. wait till Jesse's guess. <laughs> so the, the, se- the second film in a trilogy, yeah? No, no in, in a, a series, series. Any series. A series. Oh, in a series. Have to be in a trilogy. It, I, I don't know if I can't I, remember the full name. Wait, it's Big Mama's House 2. You can, I'll, I'll count Big Mama's right. House 2 as a because that has good, to be man. a That's shit film. Such a good idea. <laughs> you have to go for like the shit comedies. Okay, I've given it is, that is just called Big Mama's House 2. I've, okay. cha- I think I've, that, I've changed mine because <laughs> you've, you've opened a door to a whole new world. Did, did Norbit ever get a sequel? I don't this think Norbit 2 okay. ever happened. I don't know. Alright, I've got two in mind. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. Are you waiting for me to guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I was going to ask is, does this have to be chronologically released or second in terms of... uh... I would say second. So if the question was, would I accept Attack of the Clones, I would have accepted it. Did that score well, though? I I think that's surprising. I know that Empire gave it a 10 out of 10. It's it's surprisingly um, well-reviewed. I am going to go for Green Street Hooligans 2. (laughs) Oh, oh Green Street Hooligans. You, you had two. to have won this one. Okay, Jesse. Big Mama's House 2. Some dickhead. 5%. Oh, wow. He's got a bonus <laughs> point. So he's got... You're getting a point regardless okay. whether you win or not. I'm really excited. Green Street Hooligans 2. Joe, I'm going to actually have to ask for another answer. Is it I'm not sorry, I should have checked this. I should have checked this before That's announcing right. Jesse's. There is no reviews. I've got a backup. <laughs> it's on there. There's an audience score of 31%, but I'm not taking that. Jarhead that 2. Crazy. 
He's going Jarhead That was a sequel. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Field of Fire. Oh, it must be shit then, obviously. <laughs> Again, does not have a tomato. Fuck off, Jarhead 2 doesn't have tomatoes. That's mad. Um... <laughs> You need to go less than 5% here. I know, and I thought I was nailed on with one of those. Uh, What other films? Oh, Donnie Darko 2. Donnie Darko 2, that is. I'm just looking for really bad sequels to films. Didn't they call. Wasn't it called like Sarah S. Darko or something? S. Darko. Is that that a horror trilogy? Because I've never seen it. Donnie Donnie Darko 1 is brilliant. It is really. Uh, It's a really bizarre. Is it a horror film? Not really. It's a a thriller. It's sort of a creepy bit. It's like a fantasy drama in a way. Does yeah, the cover have like some weird looking? It's not. It's I'm a, not yeah, it's a creepy rabbit. Rapster. Big okay, blue right. rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, S. Darko, a Donnie Darko tale, thirteen percent. Shit house. <laughs> that means uh, Jesse's on four points. Jesse's absolutely amazing at this game. Um, Joe, you now need to win both and get five percent or lower on both <laughs> to draw. <laughs> this, this just shows I do not pay attention to good films like at all. Yeah. It's quite. Sad. We could look. This works the other way as well. We can do it sometimes where the highest run. Then Joe would win hands down. <laughs> we don't know that. Anyway, two more to go. This game's better than that game though. This is a cool game. I really yeah. like it. A film with the word "star" in the title. You've seen what I've done there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, Joe to guess first on Star. I wish it wasn't. Um... I can't think of any. Any? Like, okay, does it have to be... Mate. Okay. Think of. I'm trying to think of shit films. That's the difference. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, uh, but you just said that fucking Clone Wars got like a yeah. 10, so. I don't know. I'm just trying there's to think lots of There's this. lots of films with Star in. Yeah. There's several franchises. <laughs> I will. I'm just filling air. I don't want dead air. Yeah. I can Star. Um, it's it's going to really annoy me when I think of actual. Other films that aren't on this. Can it be a sequel as well? Yeah, it can be okay, any, okay, any cool. film of Star. All right, all right, all right, cool. Bay is Joe first. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to what the hell. I've got loads of things mouth. that feel like they could have the word Star in the title, but they don't, <laughs> which is annoying. <laughs> I'm thinking Battlefield Earth doesn't have star in the name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that, that definitely but it could film. easily be called Battlefield Star Earth. Oh, um, <laughs> oh shit. I'm just going to go for Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. He's gone Revenge of the Sith. Fight, that's not going to have 5%, is it, mate? No. But, you know. I know. What can you do? Jesse, I do need your... Uh... Starship Troopers 3. Because <laughs> that got... Yeah. That yeah. has to be shit. The only good one is the first one. Which one's like three? That. Oh, okay. There we go. Starship Troopers oh, 3. Starship Troopers 3's on here. Jarhead 2 and S. <laughs> well, I'm checking. Not They're all on there. I'm checking if it has enough reviews. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. But it does. I thought one of you go for the really bad Star Trek ones. Yeah, there are quite a few, but I've never watched Star Trek. I can never remember. I know the even-numbered ones are meant to be good. Mm-hmm. But, really? Uh, that's yeah. the the recurring thing. But I couldn't Ooh. remember what any of them were, and the recent ones mm-hmm. all I think like even the shit ones of the recent Star Trek films yeah, got some good terrible. reviews. Yeah, uh, Joe, Revenge of the Sith, 
eighty percent. Of course, it fucking does. Good. People are, that is people mad. People are ill. <laughs> it's a fun watch, you know. It's not eighty percent fun. <laughs> uh, Starship Two Plus Three fifty percent. So both both relatively high scorers there. But Jesse does take the point for fifty percent. This game's Five. impossible. So I kind of I, I went a bit loose with the last one. I just thought it'd be fun. Free choice. You just pick the worst film you can think this of. Slads let it oh. loose. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Jesse, you get... I'm not going to give you long on this because you think of any any film you want. Jesse does go first, though. Uh, Troll 3. <laughs> Troll 3. What's it called? Is it just called Troll 3? I think it's just called Troll 3. Sorry. <laughs> That's not- I'm an idiot. <laughs> Let me look that up, because it ain't coming up if it, if it is. It is a film, isn't it? I swear it is. What, the, Ita- the Italian film, Troll 3? Yeah, there, was a, there, was a, there was a trilogy of films. Yeah. Troll 2 is the famously so bad oh, it's good. Aren't they called, like, is Troll 3 Crawlers? Called, and... Is Troll 3... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Isn't Troll 3 called, like, Attack of the Nilbog or some shit? I've never watched it. Because Troll 2 is really good. <laughs> Look, troll, troll 3 ain't coming up on it oh, on no. Rotten Tomatoes. What about Troll? Just the first one. The original one. Troll. Want just <laughs> the original Troll. Let's uh, search for that. If not, then just Troll 2. Like, they have to be shit films. But Troll 2 is so, definitely Is, be is this the right film here? 1986 Troll. That sounds that's right. That yeah. sounds yeah. correct. Yeah, I know. This is the film you're, you're thinking. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, Joe, what, what's going up against Troll? <laughs> Gotti. <laughs> Gotti. I think that's oh. fam- I think that's famously a zero yeah. percent. If in doubt, go for John Travolta. Oh, uh, that film was shit. Okay, troll. You've watched 30%. Gotti. You haven't you haven't watched Donnie Darko, but you've watched no, Gotti. No, 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 no. I've seen people discuss that film, and you know it's shit. So it's fine. Thirty uh, percent for troll. So mm. yeah, decent. Gotti. You're right, Joe. Zero percent. Nice. Yeah, finally got a point and a bonus point. <laughs> What, what? I, I feel like that should be three bonus points. You're still losing. No, but I'm no, going to no. give you three points well, for a zero. What's the John Travolta film where he's like a super fan of like celebrities and he's a stalker? Oh, I don't oh know. have you not I, seen that? I haven't seen it. No, I, I don't watch these films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Battlefield Earth is the other famous terrible one. Yeah. Like, he's been in some. He's been in some films. He really has. Um, anyway, that is a, a decisive victory for Jesse there. I've given Joe three consolation points, so it's 5-3 to Jesse. Uh, some would say it's 5-2, but there we go. Good game. I enjoyed that. Thank mm. you, Dan. I think we will revisit that in some form in the future. If we had another uh, action category, then you have all the Chuck Norris films. Exactly. There's just so many, so many categories you can do with that. Um, Jesse, you've got our first piece of feedback. Uh, yeah, so this is from Carlos Martinez, and he says, DIGN UK, in regard to your chat about gaming skills transferred to real life, the gossip in the medical field, is that the best bronchoscopist? How do you say that word? Because uh, I feel like my... Bron- bronchoscopist? Bronchoscopist? Oh, that's hard. And bronchoscopist. En- endoscopists, maybe, yep. appear to play video games. Basically, any procedure that requires the introduction of a scope with button controls into a human tract or cavity would benefit from a proceduralist that plays games. Whether this is causation or um, association is, however, uncertain. At least I credit, uh, justify, question mark, 80% of my endoscopy skills to video games. I've attached some scientific articles because this is a serious email, gents. We're not going to read the... No, no. I'm not smart enough. I Um, I agree. 
He goes on to say, finally, I credit my ability to save money to a time when I ran out of currency in Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> thus unable to purchase better gear slash materia, getting crushed by advanced enemies and having to load an earlier save and losing about six hours of story <laughs> in progress. I've been hoarding the Benjamins since then. Kisses. Smart. Carlos, yeah. hoarding the way. Benjamins and getting down people's throats. I love it. Um, <laughs> what? He said it. Nothing. He's doing no, it. No, 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 no. I was just laughing at um, just just life i genuinely was being innocent about that i just thought it was a funny phrase i don't think about disgusting <laughs> i didn't that did not even cross my mind uh, uh and this is from brock sewell which is that's an amazing cool name. name that's strong that's like a pokemon trainer or some shit he does start like badly serious. though by saying hello all joe you're a right bastard <laughs> well, we haven't heard that in a while that's it's good for that to make a comeback I'm not, isn't it, i'm not even that upset about reading praise anymore i love praise these days because i'm because I've been ground so down devoid to the dust yeah. by this podcast, uh, and it's disgusting, listeners. Um, now you're fine. I was listening to this week's episode, and when you got to the feedback bit about transferable skills from video games to real life, I knew my time had come. Broxul. Several years ago, I was planning a holiday trip to Europe, and having never been, carved out a long three-week block to do the damn thing right. All the plans were going swimmingly until I went to check car rental prices. 85 days, sorry, $85 a day for an automatic and $13 a day for a manual. Christ. Being unfortunately American, which accounts for the name Bruxhule, the general consensus is that most of us know fuck all about driving manually. Uh, driving manual, I should say. You do drive manually. Initially, I counted myself chief among that legion, but if my alternative was $85 fucking... Oh, sorry, $85 fucking dollars a day. He's got the dollar symbol and the word dollars. It really threw me off. You could guarantee I was going to sort it out. Yeah, he's American. He guarantees it. Recalling my misspent youth in sit-in racing arcade games like Ridge Racer and Cruisin' USA, I knew that grail was mine, boys. After all... Those had clutches and that weird stick with numbers <laughs> with numbers bit. How difficult could it be? How difficult could it be? Well, flash forward to just outside Paris and some grumpy bastard is handing me the keys to a lurid <laughs> lurid purple Renault, Renault Clio. That's a weirdly hard thing to say. Lurid purple Renault Clio that I immediately christened Aubergine. And off I went. <laughs> <laughs> or well, uh, I, I'm surprised as an American it wasn't called eggplant. I like aubergine. Yeah, he's living up to mm. the European life. Exactly, I like it. This is this is. Or it up. he says he tried to off. I went not even out of the car park, and I'd already fucked it. <laughs> Taking a deep, sweet breath of that rental car stank, still under the hateful gaze of now perhaps the most <laughs> most irate man in Orléans. Which sounds like it would get a good score in the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> I collected like myself me. and channel, channeling my inner thirteen-year inner thirteen-year-old <laughs> badass tried again. Uh. Nailed it. The car had a few bouts of the awkward thrusting that we must all come to terms with. Roundabouts can go fuck themselves, and I did have to be rescued on a seventy-degree incline by a Frenchman with a moustache bigger than God. <laughs> <laughs> But by the time I made it to Nice, they were ringing me up to be in the next Formula One. That's not true, is it? There were times I made a bit of a mess of it. But after four countries, England among them, sorry, and a thousand miles, it went quite smoothly overall. I mean, no one died. 
Once I got into the rhythm, it actually felt natural, and I know for a fact it was from the three times a year I popped a quarter into an arcade racer. Sounds like sarcasm, but it isn't. Since then, I've lived and driven all over Europe, other parts of the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and several countries in Asia, but there ain't nothing but manual that graces these sweet phalanges. So, long story short, if you want to learn manual, practice in that dingy in that dingy cart racer at your local supermarket for a bit. Then be sure to rent a car in a country where you can't understand any of the profanities people are shouting at you. Oh, and video games also told me quite a bit of Japanese profanity, put to use against a naked old creep and an onsen getting a little too handsy. <laughs> but that, lads, is a story for another day. Cheers and all the best. I'm tired of the fucking sea, Brock in South Korea. <laughs> He's now in South Korea. What's this is Brock? He's, he travels. Send a lot, us the man. onsen yeah. story. I mean, unless it's like mm. really sad, don't yeah. send us if it's sad. But if what it... was the uh, what was the story we had with what was it like, Mister Happy or something? The guide in what? Do you remember that story we had? It was a uh, uh, I can't wrong. remember now. It was someone's holiday story, and they they attached a photo of the guy. It's like a. I'm going to have to. Someone on this podcast will remember the song talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, We'll find it. Uh, But yeah, it reminds me of that a bit. Yeah. Send us in the Onsen story. Why not? Uh, I've got one last piece of feedback here from Daniel Jessup, who says, Hello, governors. Any governors here? Uh, Yeah, I guess I I could be a governor of sorts. (laughs) Why not? Uh, Cheers for keeping me entertained on my drive home from Pool to Portsmouth every day. Every Friday, sorry, not every day. Uh, I've been to both Paul and Portsmouth. There you go. Nice places. Uh, Last week, you read out some feedback regarding transferable skills in gaming, and I saw it as an excuse to tell you my story. The year is 2013. I'm a 17-year-old enjoying having my first regular wage and spending the cash on any concert I want to. Oh, the good old days before bills. (laughs) I booked to see Muse at the Emirates. Mm, There. Unfortunate. Uh, on the 25th of May. And then Green Day a week later, also at the Emirates. Me and my friend obviously absolutely loved Green Day and brought and bought Green Day Rock Band with all the DLC and always joked around saying, this is practice if we ever got on stage with Green Day. I think you can see where this is going. Oh dear. This is a great story. At the Muse concert, I know... Sorry. At the Muse concert, I noticed the crowd camera zoom in on someone dressed up as Spider-Man. This triggered a moment of genius in my mind. The week prior to Green Day, I went to Argos and purchased a Union Jack Morph suit. Of course, that's the uh, that is the why not the natural link. <laughs> that is the natural link. Wouldn't have thought Argos would sell that. Purchased a Union Jack Morph suit with the intention of being noticed by Billy Joe of Green Day. The big day was here. I managed to get near the front of the crowd, and only the second song in, Billy Joe asks for the best singer in all of England. <laughs> in Br- what? In brackets, of course, this is me. <laughs> I I get up on my mate's shoulders, who funnily enough would not have been there if my ex had not dumped me a few days earlier and him buying her ticket. Well, did she oh, become your ex because you kept going, I'm going to get on your shoulders, love. I'm going to get on your shoulders a in, concert, in my morph suit. <laughs> B- Billy Joe sees me in and calls me up and I got to sing part of Know Your Enemy with my teenage icon and then stage dive at the Emirates. I always that is incredible. That is really cool. I, I always like to thank Green Day Rock Band, even though it most definitely did not contribute in any form, as the singing is very off in those games. <laughs> but I I had that game as well, and I would for no other reason I would just sing the whole album because I'm a maniac. Uh, but there you go. 
But thanks very much, guys. And let Dale know that I never did quite recover from witnessing Pompey lose a 3-1 lead to a nine-man Coventry. We'll let him know. As a Dockyard City lad, I must stress that you respect the sea. That is an incredible story. And you know what? I went on YouTube to try and verify this. And I found there is genuine YouTube uh, footage of that concert of Know Your Enemy and someone in a Union Jack morph suit getting on stage and singing. And you know what? At the end of this podcast, we are going to be playing 30 seconds of that concert where you can hear Daniel singing Know Your Enemy (gasps) with Billy Joe. Great (laughs) idea. Sorry, Daniel. (laughs) Yeah. And also, Daniel, if you're at that concert and that's not you in the morph suit and you're lying to us, I'll never forgive you. I think it is. I think it would be bizarre. I'm choosing to believe that would be quite something. But yeah, that that is the music we're going to play out. Uh, oh. We actually covered... Do you know what? I was going into podcast thinking we didn't have a lot to talk about, but it turns out we always oh, find something, don't we? real natterboxes. Oh. oh, aren't we just that? Oh, uh, oh I suppose man. it's actually quite late in the afternoon. I should get this edited up. Otherwise, I'll probably oh, get shit, messages from full. people saying, oh, where's the podcast this week? It's coming. You're listening to it now. It's a six out of ten podcast, and that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Some, some you know... You might enjoy it by yourself. You might enjoy it with three to four friends. I don't know. Uh, anyway, have a good weekend. Watch Hercules in New York. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.